Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Investorpreneur, where investors meet entrepreneur. Here we talk about everything investing real estate, and today I give you a quick market update on the Hong Kong real estate market and how the first in first out strategy may be something you want to reference considering Hong Kong went into the epidemic earlier than most. My name is Peter Leung and I'm a global real estate investor. I own, invest, and develop properties all around the world. You may have seen me in videos or on stage working with serial entrepreneurs and investors. I'm also a private equity, business, and angel investor as well. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm Peter Leung. It is also on Facebook where I share ideas, videos, and inspirations as I journey to intergenerational wealth. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at iampeterleon.com. And I just want to give a shout out to those who have sent us an email with questions or inquiries. We will certainly be getting back to you either on the emails or on covering the subjects that you want me to on this podcast. So as many of you know, I was born and raised in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong since the 1997, where the British have given back the uh, sovereignty rights to China, um, it is now Hong Kong, a special administrative region of the Chinese government. So Hong Kong today is by far one of the most expensive price per square foot um, locations in the world, that price. And why is that? Well, Hong Kong has very uh, significant, unique interests why it can be priced so high. Number one, um, Hong Kong is limited amount of space. It's covered by water on one side. The other is, of course, China. So therefore, we have a l space limitation. Second, we have gone vertical, which means that the, the government is basically selling off land on a lease basis to land developers or, or, or property developers. And for that reason, um, the uh, one of the largest revenue sources of the Hong Kong government is by selling or auctioning off land. And because of that, essentially, the price per square foot is not going to come down because the raw cost of material, which is the land, is uh, evidently going up constantly. We also have an increased immigration, and um, that is also one of the significant reasons why real estate growth will always happen as desirability goes up. So here's, those are the couple of reasons why our prices have held really well. Alongside with the safest city in the world, Hong Kong is essentially always in the top 10 in the world in terms of safety. And that's why people want to be here. However, I want to bring up this in the last several years, um, the safety rating of the Hong Kong um, society has actually dropped. And as some of you may be aware, in 2019, we had a social unrest as regards to um, some of the rules and regulations that the Hong Kong government had wanted to enforce. The, and that has essentially been the first um, um, nudge at this factor of, of housing prices. And second, of course, was COVID-19. So a couple of key points, housing prices since SARS, which happened in 2003, which was a very similar situation as to COVID-19, Hong Kong was the epicenter of the virus. And because of that, prices have dramatically dropped. And that was the first time that anything of its significance, of that significant, happened in Hong Kong. And prices was dramatically, dramatically slashed. And still today, that same feel is no longer around. So in SARS, we had a widespread panic. Today, people in Hong Kong are so protective, the widespread panic is definitely not evident. 
So uh, what, what, what else can I cover in terms of key points? Well, rents have dropped in the last year. So rents have dropped about 10, in some cases, 20% at its peak from 2018. So you can see that is a very substantial drop in, um, in, in rents. And that is largely due to the uh, social unrest and then the pandemic. So in the last 60 days though, rents have dropped 4.2%. And essentially, um, unemployment have gone up to 3.7 as compared to SARS where it was at 5%. So <clears throat> here's the risk. Here's how property prices will drop. If people fear people want to sell off their property, they want to sell on cash, or perhaps they don't want to be over leveraged. And in 2003, most people were over leveraged thinking that property prices was you know, was definitely going to sit still. And of course, when a pandemic hit, boom, it wiped everything out. So um, people had to sell at a panic mode. Here in Hong Kong today, the uh, loan to value is not 80, 90%, is actually sitting at just over 60%. So because of that, you know, essentially, people are not in a hurry to sell their property. It, prices have to be slashed by 30, 40 percent before there is negative equity and during this times of SARS there was certainly negative equity going on so people were losing money actually having to pay the bank more money after selling their home well that's how bad it got at that point today not not the same case so rental properties what we can see is was this rental properties have already started to uh, drop in terms of price because of the amount of rent it's able to get. Now, Hong Kong traditionally is not a rent-driven market. What do I mean by that? There's two significant uh, ways that most investors look at investing in property. One, speculative. The way where they expect that property prices will go up, up, and up. The other, which is going to be a cash flow play, which is based on yield. How much money can I make by holding property and renting it out? Here in Hong Kong, it's traditionally like 3%. So it's not very high at all. And because it's not very high, um, it's a negative cash flow position. So most people actually have to subsidize their property after renting it out. And in my opinion, that is a liability risk. So Hong Kong is not a typical market that I like to invest in. And as you might know already on my Facebook posts and my videos, that Hong Kong is not a typical market that I would invest in. Um, if I want to start off building my portfolio. And that's why here in Hong Kong, so many people buy abroad. So many people buy London property, Canadian property, US property, Dubai property. That's why they do that is because they want investment property that has more of a cash flow factor, or that's really been the trend in the last 10 years. So here it is. What I can tell you about the first in first out, because of Hong Kong going into this COVID-19 um, with the experience of SARS, and then also in January 25th, where it started um, the, the pandemic situation where the Hong Kong government started really being on high alert, we've had really limited amount of cases here in Hong Kong, just over 1,000 cases. So it's not really that many. And as a matter of fact, after 60 days, we're now back down to probably less than 10 cases a day. So as you can see, the Hong Kong uh, situation is well under control. And because of that, the property prices are unlikely to be slashed in a very big way. Uh, although, as many of you know, I also have been looking at properties for my own home and uh, looking at this being a reason why prices would get 
slashed. However, from what I found, prices essentially on the upper end in the last year have been slashed about 10%, while um, on the lower end, we're talking about five, six, seven percent. So it's really not that big a reduction of prices. Now, as you know, nobody is going to reduce their price dramatically and then expect you to negotiate for it. So I've been negotiating on property and finding out that the typical landlord is really not that keen on negotiating yet, even though that we're 60 days in. Now, um, a lot of transactions are definitely at its limited, at its low point. There's not a lot of transactions happening, and that's probably likely in the same area that you're in right now. So, in the various markets I operate London, Canada, Vancouver, Toronto, uh, Texas, New Mexico, or even Hong Kong. Uh, not a lot of transactions are really happening. Rental income is likely to be diminished though, and that is for sure. And as rental prices come down, that also will be triggered by a few months later where the, um, the prices of property will likely come down. Not only that, there's another factor because Hong Kong and like many places are tied to the stock market. Hong Kong typically is about six months behind the stock market crash. Now, because we had so the social unrest in 2019, that basically already took down the stock market in, or draw down the stock market in a big way. And because of that, the pandemic didn't really impact the Hong Kong stock market nearly as bad. So overall, what I can say is the Hong Kong market is probably not the clearest indication of how the first in first out strategy may be applicable in your area. However, what we do understand is you have to look at the general rules of real estate. Is the demand strong? Is there unemployment strong? Is there additional movement of people wanting to be in your area? Is there going to be a job demand? And yes, unemployment will definitely happen in some aspects of the market, but is there another sector like technology or growth in other sectors of the economy in that market to sustain those type of prices? Now, Look at employment, look at the, the key markets uh, data, look at rental. Here in Hong Kong, we also don't have the situation with regards to um, you know, government bailouts um, in terms of you know, rental payments and all that. So if it is in your market, you may be able to see that the rental is gonna be holding stronger for longer because the government is bailing that out. Defaults have not come here in Hong Kong. Uh, people do have a higher amount of savings and therefore the whole uh, sort of market sentiment of the Hong Kong market has actually sat relatively well. Now, the Hong Kong market isn't so gloom, but will it be the same in your market? Definitely consider some of the factors that I've told you about where uh, residential has sat well, but commercials have literally fallen off the cliff. Here in Hong Kong, prices of some of the commercial, because they're so directly tied to rent, have dropped 30, 40, and in some cases up to 50%. And essentially, I'll tell you this, I picked up my office in the time of SARS at one-tenth of the value it is currently sitting at today. And that is a very significant uptake. So, you know, crisis is your opportunity from those who've heard my first episode Timing is the most important thing over location. And I would say that Hong Kong is um, faced with these unprecedented challenges with social unrest and also now with COVID-19. 
and many of the cities around the world which is not a cash flow driven strategy will probably face a similar strategy of 10 to 20 percent drawdown as to rents and vice versa it will also reduce the prices as well now here's in conclusion there is uh, a prices will come down and because of that this is the time that we have to venture in but of course make sure that if this is where you're starting in real estate make sure that you're picking up properties that will have a cash flow component and and cash flow is going to be very significant right so i would say go at the lower end of the market in terms of not going to luxury market but going to the more um, middle income family type of market because that is where they will still have jobs. This is where they will still get uh, employment. And this is also the price point where leverage will probably be most available. So that is what I want to share with you today. First in, first out, I will continue to give you market update as to Hong Kong and also even parts of China as to how the prices are coming. However, Here's one thing I can tell you. Because of the low interest rate environment, prices in China, even though they haven't gone up, they have seen significantly uptakes as to transactions, okay? So they are epicenter of the whole thing and you're starting to see that the lower end of the market has really picked up in transactions. And I expect the same to happen in Hong Kong as well. And that most likely will be rippling outside of the Asian market. So again, my name is Peter Leung. I'm a global real estate investor. I hope you will consider how real estate can change your life as it has changed mine. I look forward to speaking with you some more and sharing more ideas, strategies, and tips on this podcast. Have a great day, everyone.